0: Mark chapter 5 and verse 22 down to 24. It says, And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus, by name, Jairus. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. And he besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death, I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. And Jesus went with him and much people followed him and thronged him. In verse 35 and 36, it says, as they were on their way, just a little interlude here. This is where you'll read about the woman who had the issue of blood where she pressed through the crowd and she was healed so there was a little interruption in their journey toward this miracle and as they got started back on the journey it says while Jesus yet spake there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said thy daughter is dead why troublest thou the master any further as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken he said to the ruler of the synagogue be not afraid, only believe. And today, I want to go back to verse number 24 and take my title from that first line. And Jesus went with him. And Jesus went with him. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you this morning. We thank you for your word and for your promises and, Lord, for your faithfulness. God, that you're always there that you're always watching and always listening. And today Lord, I just ask you to help us to have faith in our situation, faith in our trial, faith in our in our promises, Lord. Lord, let us have faith when things are abundant and faith when things maybe are not abundant, but to learn as Paul did in whatever state we're in to be content because you have said you would never leave us or forsake us. And so let us Be fed from this word today. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I want you to know that wherever you go, he'll go with you. You can be seated. God bless you this morning. Just, uh, you know, this story here, you know, we, we... we talk about the miracles that happen in Mark chapter five, a lot of great things, a lot of great stories that are preached from. And um, you know, it's uh, but in this story of this man here, we, we see how life can actually be sometimes. That we have a need. When when Jairus came to Jesus, he uh, fell down at his feet and he He laid the need out. Lord, here's what's going on. My little daughter, she's at the point of death, and I need you to come and lay your hands on her so she can be healed and so she can live. And and many times we do that. We we get down and we fast and we pray. We we give a need to God. We seek the Lord. And uh, we've got to trust at that point that once we have uh, given this need to God, Once he has heard your request, the scripture says that we can have confidence when we pray to him. We know that we have the petitions that we ask of him. So once he voiced this out of his heart, this is what I need. It didn't get you know, laid by the side or Jesus, whatever, didn't hear it, didn't care, wasn't going to act on it. Once it came to him, friend, the miracle was in action. The steps toward the miraculous were about to happen. Every step that that he took, that that ruler, that uh, Jairus took from his uh, uh, house, he, he was headed toward that miracle. Uh, and um, but just like life will do sometimes, uh, it seems like everything's going to be all right. I'm sure he was very excited when the Lord said, "I'll go with you." And they started walking, and they're headed back. And I'm sure that they were. Uh, he just steps of great expectation as they headed home because he had no doubt just witnessed the miracle of the woman with the issue of blood and how she had been sick for so many years and was just getting worse. She was she was probably at the point of death, and she was made completely whole. And so I'm sure that he had a little extra giddy up in his step on the way back, and he was ready to get there. But as soon as they turn around to to head back, they're met with that news. Your daughter's dead. Why are you going to pray about it anymore? Why are you going to bother about it anymore? It's only gotten worse. That negative report comes and and we're hit with this, what do I do now? You know, you're going to have that happen a lot just in life, but it's going to happen in your walk with God. You're going to find days where you are tried and when you're tested and, and you're walking with the Lord. He's going with you. You've seen miracles. You've seen signs. You've seen wonders. And you feel like I'm headed toward what I've prayed for. And you're going to get that bad news. You're going to hit that wall. You're going to get that negative report. And it's going to be like, what do I do now? Well, I'll tell you what you do. You keep walking. <laughs> you, you, you keep going on with the Lord. You remember who went with you. If you want to answer that question, you've got to settle something in your heart and in your mind, and that is that God is faithful. I know that, oh, well, that just sounds real simple, Pastor, but there ain't nothing more powerful, there ain't a more powerful revelation that you can get on your walk with God is to remember that God is not sometimes faithful, not hit and miss, not wishy washy, but God is true. God is faithful. God is solid. God's going to be there. God's got your back. He's got your front. He's got your side. He's above you. He's below you. He's the beginning and the end. He's already seen it all. Don't you know that Jesus knew when that girl took her last breath? He said, I'm going to go with you anyway. He could have just tapped Jairus on the shoulder and said, hey, I already know she's gone, so I'll see you at the funeral but he he knew she was gone, but he knew that don't stop me as long as you want to keep going. But do do you still, uh, uh, you came to me in faith, but do you still have that faith? You came to me saying, I know you can do this, but do you still believe I can do it just because it, it got a little sideways in your book? Do you still think I can do this? And so we've got to remember that God is faithful. Deuteronomy 7 and 9 says, no, you need to know something. Know that the Lord, thy God, he is God. Man, that's enough, isn't it? He's God. He's not your parent. He he is a friend, but he's not just your friend. He's not an acquaintance. He's not the governor. He's not a doctor. Uh, He's God. He can perform the, the office of anything he wants, but he's God. He's not a politician. He, he's not a teacher. He's not a lawyer. He's not a banker. He, he's God. And you need to know that your God is the faithful God. He don't bail out. He, he don't give up. He don't surrender. He never loses. He don't lie. He's true. He's full of peace and glory and mercy for us if we'll take it. In Second Thessalonians 3 and 3 it says, But the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. You've got to settle this in your heart that God is faithful. And so when we read the story of this ruler, we look back and we realize that once uh, this, this man came with an honest heart, he said, This is my need. And friend, let me tell you, there ain't nothing like if your child is sick. Some of you new parents are going to find out uh, you let that little baby get a fever, you let that first one, but they cough. Oh! If they don't feel like, you know, sometimes they're just not hungry, believe it or not. Oh, they must be sick. They're not eating. Something's wrong. You know, you, man, you're going to, let, let them just get a little hot when they get a little splotchy. Oh, man. I mean, you run a fever, get runny nose, something like that. Friend, I'm telling you, something goes on with them first kids, you lose your mind. Doing everything you can, trying to make sure they're okay. There ain't nothing scarier than a fever in a baby. Whoo, man, my son got a fever so bad one time. He, I don't know what it was he had, but he come got in the bed next to me and he lay down. He was so hot I could feel the heat radiating off his body. His temperature was like 104. And man, you're talking about praying. You're going to be touching God when them kids get sick. And so then I know that this man has watched this little girl. She was about 12 years old. He's watched his, he, here's his princess. You, you dads that's got little girls, you know. Oh, this is my, this is my princess, and there she is, and 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 I can't do anything else but go to Jesus. But I know if I go to Him, it's going to be all right. And and so He He is already He's put this out there, and so we got to remember what happens after He gives this need to the Lord. It says, and the Lord went with him, and He wasn't going with him for any other reason than to see that request fulfilled. He was, J- Jairus said, I want you to come lay your hands on her so she could be healed. But he also said, and so she can live. Well, that ought to be a given. J- Jairus didn't even realize he was just going ahead. He was covering all the bases. <laughs> but he, he was prophesying it so she'll live also. And the Lord knew that she was gone. But he said, I'm going to go with you anyway. He knew that she was slipping away while they were healing this woman with the issue of blood. He knew while that crowd was all around him, that little girl was taking her last breath. But he still went with him. And he knows your situation. And he knows what you've prayed for. And he sees every single little obstacle and every little detail and every little thing that happens. And we think it ought to go just like this. But it's actually going like this. And we don't know what's happening. But Jesus knows it's going like this. And he's with you anyway. He didn't say, I'll go with you if it's something easy. It's all easy for him. When they, it, it always struck me, I was reading this one day, and it's like the Lord just kind of thumped me on the head he, because he said, don't trouble the master any further. And the Lord said, if I'm the master, it's no trouble at all. You know, when somebody's a master at something, it ain't nothing for him to do it. And he's the master of it all. And so he, he wasn't worried that, uh, about that. And so he looks at Jairus, he, he's like, okay, we got to make a decision right here and right now. Are we still doing this? You came to me in faith, but are we still walking the same road of faith? What are we doing? When Jesus knew the whole story, he said, I'll go with you knowing the whole story. The road of miracles is the same road of heartache. It's the same road. You ain't walking two different roads, but that road to glory is gonna have miracles and heartbreak on it. It's gonna have trials and tests on it. It's that same road. And guess what? You never walk alone. Jesus is going to be with you. He knew that the miracle was coming, but it was gonna happen after a little bump. It's gonna have to, there's gonna be some tragedy, some devastation, a little heartache. But He went with Him because alone, Jairus would never be able to bear it. And we would never make it. Any distance, once we start serving the Lord, if he didn't go with us. And alone, if Jairus is walking alone, all he's going to do is prepare for a funeral. But with Jesus, he's going to see a miracle. Don't bury your miracle. Come on, somebody. Don't. Don't give up and start planning a funeral for them prayers you prayed. Trust the resurrection and the life. Keep saying, I'm going to keep pressing on. I'm going to keep going strong. I'm going to keep singing the same song because we hadn't got home yet. I'm not there yet. You know what? He, he was a little farther than he was when he started. He was getting closer to his house. He was getting closer to his little girl. And she didn't have the breath of life in her yet, but that was coming. Jesus knows what he's going to do. But do you trust him past the asking? Come on, son. Do you trust him past the prayer? Is, we get down, oh, we're we quick to pray. But, friend, there's got to be more to praying than just praying There's got to be some trust. you got to get up and turn around and walk it off and and say, I'm going to walk in the prayer. I'm going to walk in the faith. I'm going to walk in the miracle because it don't always happen instantaneously. There were 10 lepers, came to Jesus. He said, go your way, show yourself to to the priest, uh, offer up the things that Moses told you. And as they were going on their way, they looked down and said, oh, hey, as we walked away from him, I, wonder, I don't know how far they got, but it was a little ways down the road before they realized, hey, I got my fingers back. I got my feeling back. Uh, I, you know, and, and only one turn around and run back to give him thanks and, and, the, and the praise him for it. But, but the, the point is this, is that sometimes it don't happen as soon as he speaks it. It just goes into action. It, it's, it's in the works. He, he's put it there because he knows the thoughts that he thinks toward you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Man, you don't come and fall down at the feet of Jesus sincerely and say, Lord, could you do something about this? And him go, nah, (laughs) no, Uh -uh. uh-uh. Man, he was touched by this ruler. There weren't many rulers in the synagogue that thought much of Jesus. But, friend, when you get in trouble, it's amazing how quick you'll start saying, I think I'll try Jesus. (laughs) This guy was like, oh, I got to try him. I got to go to him. And and so we got to remember that once he starts something. Now, of course, Jairus didn't have this scripture to go to. He couldn't flip in his Bible and say, oh, you know, let me me just check what the scripture says because Philippians 1 and 6 says we can be confident of this very thing. That he which begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And so if he had that scripture in his pocket, he could say, oh, it's going to be all right. But he didn't have that. But you got to trust him anyway. You got to, you got to slow. Hey, there's going to be slowdowns. There's going to be obstacles and stops along the way. But always, you're always moving toward and forward the miracle. Circumstances change, but you keep moving forward. And listen, when other people get their answers, don't be upset about that. Yeah, you might have, he might have been pulling on, want to grab Jesus by the coattail and say, hey, hey, come on. let, that, let that, that woman survive 12 years. She can wait another day. Don't, don't be upset about other people getting their miracles when you've been praying for your, Yours will come at the right time. God is not a respecter of persons. And we ought to rejoice with them that rejoice. And weep with them that weep. We ought to have faith for those that are getting their answers and be glad because that just tells me if they got theirs, I'm going to get mine. It's going to happen because he's walking with me too. And when bad news comes and that now what I do moment finally lands on you, you just remember that Jesus goes with you. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible To please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You've got to believe that he will do what you ask him to do. That goes right along with verse 22. There comes one from the synagogue to Jesus and fell at his feet. He had to believe. He came to Jesus because he believed that he was able to lay his hand on his daughter and make her live. You've got to believe that what you gave to him is going to come to pass, that there will be an answer from him. Now, sometimes the answer looks a lot different than what we prayed for, but it fits just perfectly in your life because sometimes we we. We don't pray like we should sometimes. We pray sometimes because this is the way our mind, our human mind thinks, our fleshly mind thinks, and this is the only way this will be satisfied. And then all of a sudden we're like, there's an old country song that said, I thank God for unanswered prayers. You know, sometimes uh, the things that we prayed for, uh, that we're so sure that was the way it was going to be our joy and our happiness, and God said, oh, well, yeah, but in a different package. (laughs) It's, you know, you, I'm gonna I'm gonna to have to uh, uh, kind of work on that for you a little bit, and you'll see one day. One day you'll realize and recognize that. Woo! I'm glad God don't always answer exactly the way I pray, but He does answer. And when you can trust Him and know that He's gonna go with you, you know, He. Uh, I'm sure Jairus would have much rather heard never heard it, the words "Your daughter's dead." Uh, hey, I'm sure he didn't want to hear that, but. Uh, Jesus said, don't be afraid, just believe. Man, belief in God trumps every other fear. It's greater. It it doesn't mean that that he wasn't afraid. It doesn't mean that he wasn't upset. It doesn't mean his heart wasn't broke over those words. And Jesus understood that. But he said, belief in me and what I can do will get you through all these scary emotions. It'll get you through these valleys. It'll get you through these trials. Because, man, if we just live by emotion... We're gonna go crazy. We're gonna do crazy things. If you, if you man, you see it all the time. People act in anger, and man, and they're slugging people in Walmart and crashing buggies into their cars and jumping out of cars on the freeway and kicking windows in and all, just man, I, I I watch videos like that road rage videos and I'm like, people are crazy. <laughs> they they will wreck their brand new car just because they're mad at somebody telling just. Slam on the brakes, let somebody rear end them, brand new car. I'm just like, there ain't no way. I might be mad, but I ain't tearing my car up. Yeah. But when you start acting out of your emotions, you don't you never know what you might do. And, and the Lord's saying, look, when he said don't be afraid, he wasn't scolding him. He wasn't telling him, look, don't be, you know, like you're, you're weak because you're, man, you just heard your daughter died. I get it. But don't let fear have you. Don't let it rule you. Don't let it. Don't let it chart the course for the rest of this walk. Instead, just believe me. I came with you. I started walking with you. I'm going to go all the way. When you come to me, you must believe that I am and that I will do what you have sought for. I'm going to take care of those things. And so, uh, you know, all these other people that come bringing this bad news. They, they believe, you know, it, when you read the story, they get to the house and, and people are crying and carrying on and they're, they're just so sure they've accepted the circumstances. They've stopped believing. Now, I'm sure while they while the little girl was alive, they were sitting at the door. Oh, if he'll just get back, this little girl will be fine. Well, it, who knows? Because I heard that Jesus can do this and he can do that. I'm sure there's a lot of expectation. But when all of a sudden, maybe the mother was in the room with the child and they heard that that wail of grief come, pouring out of the house and they come running. What's the matter? She's gone. She's gone. And I'm sure then they were like, well, let's get the tomb ready and let's start getting things ready. Somebody go tell Jairus to leave Jesus alone. We've accepted. When everybody else accepts it and stops believing, you must keep going. Don't let somebody pull you off that road to miracles. Don't let them pull you off your walk of faith. I don't care who gives in, who gives up, you keep walking with God because you didn't start by yourself and he won't let you finish by yourself. He's gonna be with you. You and Jesus must get on the same page. You hear me? You gotta get on the same page with the Lord. Okay, I came to you for a miracle. All right, I can do that. Good, I believe you'll do it. Stay on the same page with the Lord. Jesus went with him and had no intentions of going to a funeral. He was going to work a miracle. People gave up, but Jesus didn't. That's where we got to, we, we find in verse 36, you know, Jesus is basically saying, are, you, are, are we still doing this? Because there's plenty of people around here I can be healing right now. But I started with you and I'll go to the end. But you got to let me know, are we still going? You got a little bad news. You giving up? You quitting? You throwing in the towel? Are you going to trust me? You're You're going to keep that faith that you had when you got here. Are you going to keep? Do you remember why you came to me? You came because you believed. Do you still believe? Hebrews 10 and 23 says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that has promised We must continue to have faith in God. We've got to trust him all the way. Psalm 118 and 17, the writer said, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. In other words, no matter what is trying to take you out, you've got to know that the Lord is with you. It can't defeat you. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. We are more than conquerors through Christ. Come on, somebody. He said, "He said, I will not die. Well, why would you even make that statement unless there was something trying to kill you? Why would you even say that if there wasn't something trying to strangle the faith out of you? He said, you can come at me and you can come against me. And friend, the wind can blow and the rain can fall and the fire can burn hot and the ground can open up and try to swallow me. I don't know what it is, but I won't die. I'm going to live. And I'm not just going to live and be quiet, but I'm going to declare the works of the Lord. I'm going to tell somebody how Jesus worked it out. or Jesus will work it out. I'm going to tell somebody how Jesus came through, how when it got bad, when it got worse, that Jesus made it better. Don't you know, oh, when they would tell Lazarus' story, oh, man, he got a fever. He was in the bed for a week. He was struggling, and then he had a hard time breathing. He wouldn't eat nothing, and he was just wasting away. They told, And then it got worse. He died, and Jesus still didn't show up. And then in four days later, when he was beginning to stink in the tomb, Jesus rolled up and said, I'm the resurrection and the life. Lazarus, come forth, and here comes Lazarus. Woo! Let me tell you. It's, it's, sometimes it gets rough sometimes it gets hard so, and Jesus doesn't refute any of that he knows that it gets tough on us he knows that we struggle sometimes he knows that we battle in ourselves and in our mind but he tells us if you can just have faith if you can just declare I won't die in my dilemma I'm not giving up right here I'm going through the valley of the shadow of death. Oh, oh, the enemy would love for me to stop. He'd love for me to give up. He'd love for me to turn around and go back to my old ways. He'd love for me to go back to the the drinking and the drugging and, and all those kind of things and just say, I couldn't handle it, I couldn't hack it. But friend, there is never a reason to quit when Jesus is on your side. From the time I knelt down and said, Lord, this is the life I want. He's walked with me up the mountain, down to the valley, in the little places, in the wide places, through the water, through the fire, through the sickness, through the good days and the bad days, day, night, sunshine, or rain. Jesus has been there all the way. And sometimes if we can just be, I know it's saying, oh, that's just crazy faith. Well, it is. Because it don't make no sense sometimes to just stand up and say, God will work it out. Your friends will look at you and be like, what? When Jesus got to the house, he saw them wailing and crying and throwing dust up in the air and all the things they did back then. What are y'all making such a fuss about? This kid ain't dead. She's just asleep. So they started mocking him and laughing at him and just to scorn him like, you know, really, so I'm sure a lot of them probably thought. You know, I heard of people say that Jesus was just. And now I see, yeah, he really, he really. I I thought I might go hear him sometime, but after he said this, we know he's nuts. Laughed and mocked him. So you know what he did? He put him out. Get out. I don't. I don't need that. Get out of here. <laughs> Listen, Jesus never leaves us or forsakes us. He said, I'm with you all the way to the end of the world. He is a friend that sticks closer to their brother. Eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, ears open to their prayers. There's no height or depth that you can go to that escape him. He's everywhere. He's the beginning and the end, first and last. He's always there. In Romans 8, 35 and 39, y'all better know this one. Uh, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Tribulation, distress, Shall a bad word from my house about my daughter separate me? Nope. Or famine or nakedness or peril or sword. It's written like this. For your sake we're killed all the day long. We're counted as sheep for the slaughter. All these things we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, life, angels, principalities, powers, things that are happening right now in my face, in my life, in my world, nor things that are going to come tomorrow or the next day or next week or next year, Come on. There's no height or depth. Nor any other creature that will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. There ain't a such thing. There ain't nothing created. ain't nothing coming that can separate you. When, When Jesus went with this man, he was going with him all the way. The miracle was going to happen. And when you belong to him, when you have him living inside of you, when you come to him in prayer, you've got to trust that he's going to work it out, he's going to make a way. Don't give up. Sometimes it'll lead you to the fiery furnace, but they didn't give up. It might put you in a den of lies, but Daniel didn't give up. You've got to trust that God will come through. In 2 Timothy 4, 16 and 17, Paul said this, at my first answer, nobody stood with me. Sometimes when your answer is that, hey, you know what? God's going to work it out. People will just say, it. see you. I'm just going to give it to the Lord in prayer. Bye. Because you're not taking their advice. Because they'll be like, oh, you're going through all this. You know what you really do? Just come on out. Hang out with us. Forget about it. Let's go. Let's go to the bar, let's go get a drink, let's do something, let's just drink your cares away, let's just, you know, let's, let's just do something to get your mind off of it. No, I think I'll pray about it. Bye. <laughs> Paul said in my first answer, everybody left. All men forsook me. And he said, I'm not upset about it. I pray God that it won't be laid to their charge, that God won't hold it against them. Everybody don't have your vision of faith. That's all right. Don't lower yourself to their standard. Hold on to your faith. Stay where it's at. Everybody doesn't see what you see, but he look, listen what he said. But even though they let everybody, every person around me left me, the Lord stood with me, and He strengthened me. That by me the preaching might be fully known, and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. Paul was basically. He My purpose for the kingdom was preserved by Jesus. He preserved me. I had things against me, but the Lord stood with me. I wasn't by myself. He gave me strength, and and so I could continue doing what he called me to do. Don't ever think, man, this is going to knock me out of my ministry. This is going to knock me out of my purpose. God didn't call you so you could fail. He knows you'll fall, but he said you don't have to stay down because there's scripture for that. And if you can believe him that even though a good man fall, the hand of the Lord will reach down to hold him up. Can you believe that God's going to pick you up? Sometimes, we, you know what? When Peter was having great faith, he was walking on water. But then he got fearful and he started to sink. And instead of just saying, I guess I'll just drown, he cried out to the Lord. Now, he could be in his own feelings and be like, you know, all my brothers on the boat saw me crying like a baby out here going down. I think it'd, be, it'd just be better for me to just go on and just sink under the water and be gone than have to go back and face them. But I've preached many times, you just get back to the boat. Listen, maybe you'll start sinking sometimes, but you grab the hand of the Lord and just get back to the boat because there'll be another day, Peter. There'll be another day that you're needed. There'll be another day that you got to do something with them keys that Jesus gave you. There'll be another day. Don't die out here in the middle of these waves just because of your ego or your pride or or you embarrassed or something like that. Get back to the boat. If anybody on, hey, look, if anything, they didn't even try it. Don't be worried about them in the boat. They still sitting there wondering could it be done while they was watching it happen. If I'd have seen him take two steps, I'd have been with him. We, I'm going with it, but everybody's. I, I'm, I, they probably were going, I can't believe this is happening. Well, you see it. Yeah, but I can't believe it's happening. They ain't really walking on water. What do you think they're doing? Well, get out there with him. No, I'm standing in this boat. At least he trusted it enough to step out there. And if you begin to sink on that journey, just grab the hand of the Lord because he's right there with you. The Lord didn't just keep backing up and say, sorry, sorry. I can't get you. You, you start this walk. So, you got to go by yourself. Oh, no. The Lord said, let me get you back to the boat, Peter. You got other things you got to do. Listen. So, the Lord, when he got back to the house, he just, anybody that shared that vision, he just put them out. Listen, you can stand with me. Honey, you can come to the, to the music. I'm going I'm to just stop right here. I feel like we're at just a, a good place to, to cut it off right here because we're at the end of the story that Jerry's had. When he put all those people out, he went in, he took a couple of disciples, mom and dad, went in, and he said, Daughter, arise. And that little girl opened her eyes, and Jesus presented her alive to her mom and dad. You can be part of a funeral or you can be part of a miracle. It just depends on what voice you're listening to. Are you listening to the voice of the negative or are you listening to the voice of the Savior? Are you going to listen to those that say, don't bother Jesus? You know, they tried to do that to Bartimaeus. Hey, hush up now, be quiet. He just said, he just kept on hollering, got a little louder because he's like, nah, I'm the one that needs this miracle. And I think I'll listen to him and not you. And so sometimes you're going to get those negative voices. Just put them out. If they don't share your vision of victory, put them out. Don't be afraid. Only believe. Trust God. That God will come through. And he presents that little girl to his parents alive, and he said, give her something to eat. I I used to think that was so strange that immediately, I mean, you would think that's just, yeah, of course we'll feed her. I mean, she's a, But I think that maybe for the spiritual aspect of it is that when when Jesus does a miracle like that in our life, we should feed that miracle. Because you could starve that miracle. I know a lot of people that have had the miraculous happen in their life and then just vanished from church. And I had a guy one time... I'd known him a long time. He was, he'd come to me, you gotta pray. He said, I could be going to prison for like 15 years. And he was a young guy. He was in his early 20s. And he was, I'm telling you, he was petrified, terrified of what was, of being, and it was serious. It was serious what he had done. It was serious. I said, well, man, we'll pray. We'll pray about it. And so we prayed, and, and man, uh, some things came about and got worked out. And man, he got off and didn't get, get, didn't get probation, didn't get nothing. Just, whew, he just dismissed everything, and he was fine. He missed that, and he was so happy about that. I didn't see him again. I tell you, everybody gets serious when they got a need. But you know what? That guy's not in church today. You know what happens if they, you know, you think, wow, he raised that little girl from the dead. She's good from now on. If they don't feed her, she's going to die again. So he said, feed her so she can be alive, so she can show people what Jesus can do. You need to feed that miracle when God gives you a miracle so you can show people, so it stays alive in you and you can show people this is what God can do. This is what the Lord can do. I doubt that guy ever even tells anybody. The reason I didn't go to jail is because they was praying for me. He probably didn't even mention it anymore. It's just ancient history to him. But I'm sure they were probably everywhere they went. This is my little girl. Jesus raised her from the dead. Here's a hamburger. Here's, 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 well, yeah, we're going to keep feeding her because we don't want her to die. <laughs> you know, Jesus has plans for you. And sometimes, man, we make, you know, we have ideas about how our life ought to be. How it, we, this, we really thought it would turn out like this. this is, I, I was going to be happy. This was going to be this. This was going to be that. And, and there's nothing wrong with making plans. There's nothing wrong with having dreams. But if they don't turn out or if something comes in and seems to wreck that, just remember that Jesus is there and that even though those things happened it doesn't have to interrupt your relationship with him and it may never be the same but it can always be new Yeah because he said I make all things new It may never be the same as it was it might never go back but it can be something new And something just as great or even greater than you ever imagined. And God can do that. He knows what He's planning for you today, so you just keep walking. Remember why you started. And He's going to help you.